Shining on them, guess I'm the token now. Real bright, call me the golden child. Look around, I'm the one that's chosen. Look around, yeah, I'm the token. Shining on them, guess I'm the token now. Real bright, call me the golden child. Look around, I'm the one that's chosen. Look around, yeah, I'm the token. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever we are catching you, whichever time zone you are in. Thank you for joining us for the She's So Out of Order podcast, where we discuss learning to push through our flaws and imperfection rather than hiding them in the dark. In this podcast, we learn how to confront, heal, and deal with our issues as a community. We are controversial, funny, and safe in that order in this episode love do not hurt we discuss the topic of learning how to love on yourself so that you can manifest the love you would like to receive back so thank you so much for joining me and i am your host and founder eureka the true i am so happy to be back it has been a while since i have recorded an episode um and i'm doing something actually really different this time um normally when i do my shows i always have you know a guest um on the show or either you know i'll also have a co-host to kind of help me but today it's just me i am flying solo so for this next hour you will just be hearing from me and you know on this topic and everything and honestly i'm using this show right now just for pretty much a a therapeutic moment for myself and i'm just hoping that some of the what i have learned and what i have gone through these past couple of months um will be helpful to so many men and women that are out there that is going through the same thing um when we think of love uh, one of the first things that come to my mind is first corinthians 13 four through eight when the bible gives us a very good detailed description of what love is and in that verse it says love is patient love is kind it does not envy it does not boast it is not proud it is not rude it is not self-seeking it is not easily angered it keeps no record of wrongs love does not delight in evil but rejoice with truth It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Love never fails. So when we see this right here, we definitely know that that is something that God always wants us to do. He wants us to be able to to love ourselves. He wants us to be able to love our brothers and our sisters. And as we can see in this day and time, we don't have a whole lot of love going on in this world. Um, every year we are seeing more and more of people just becoming divided. Everyone's hating each other, killing each other, trying to bring each other down instead of holding each other up, instead of us praying for each other. It's like we're not, we don't have any love in our hearts for anything. You know, some of us, honestly, we do what we do because. We don't even really love ourselves. And I think that is the main thing. You know, how can you love others if you don't love you? 
And so many people who are kind of delusional, you know, they'll say, no, I love myself. I got a lot of confidence. But do you really? Because if you know how to love and you say you know how to love yourself, then why is it so hard for you to be able to give that love to someone else? Why is it so toxic? A lot of people can't explain that. So that truly means that you don't really know what love is, because if you're giving out love that is toxic, that is hurtful, you're killing people, you're robbing people, you're using people. Now, what are you really doing to yourself? We really have to get back to studying this, this scripture, because I think if we can do that, we can move to something that is great in this world. Um, I'm going to be honest, like I always do on my show and, and say, I know I don't know what love is. And I say that because honestly, I don't even really know how to love myself. And I had to get to a place of understanding that and realizing that because I'm sitting up here wondering why I am attracting certain things in my life that I don't want to have in my life. And I had to realize that it starts with me because if I know how to love myself the proper way, then I will not allow certain things to be in my life because I know that that's not what love is. If someone is in my life and they're causing me pain, stress, they're bringing me down instead of pulling me up, that's not love. If you can, if you're doing evil, if you're being rude to me, I can't trust you, you're lying to me, then that's not love. But most of the times, like I said, I had to realize that Eureka, you didn't really know how to love yourself and you didn't know how to love yourself because growing up, you really never really, really received love like you were supposed to. Um, those of who knows, my grandmother raised me and um, without her, I definitely could not be the woman that I am. Uh, my whole faith that I have, I definitely get it from her. Um, but she was old school, you know, 1941. Um, and so, you know, back a lot of those people back in that days, they really did not know how to show their kids, their grandkids, the love that they, they, they needed. You know, they really didn't put a lot of stuff in their bags that they needed to be able to to get to that next level. You know, and when it comes down to learning confidence and, and self-love and self-worth. Um, so I've been trying to just pick that up along the way. Um, and then the reference in, in, in the midst of me trying to pick that up along the way. I haven't been getting it right. Um. And, and it took a while for me to get that. You know, it really did took a while for me to get that. Um, and where I kind of put, start putting a lot of this in perspective, it honestly came with my 35th birthday. Um, I just turned 35 on June 19th. Um, and I decided that I was going to take a solo trip out of the country. And, you know, a lot of people, they kind of try to discourage you in reference to that, you know, with everything that is going on, human trafficking and so forth. And so, you know, we, we try our best to be able to keep ourselves safe. Um, so when I decided to take the solo trip, you know, I did take in consideration that what is happening. Um, so I tried to figure out, OK, what 
how can I take this trip where I can still make sure that I am safe and I have everything, you know, that I need while I'm on this trip. So I decided to do um, a cruise. I went on a seven days cruise and I went to um, Virginia Beach for one day. And then the rest of the time I spent over in Bermuda. Um, For those who have never been to Bermuda, that is a a beautiful place, um, beautiful people. Um, I don't know what I thought would be over there, but I did not expect to see so many beautiful African-American people that that live over there. But it it was very nice. Um, I got a chance to just experience, you know, so much stuff, do stuff that I never in my wildest dream thought that I would be able to do. Um, and so the whole time when I was planning this trip and I was talking to my therapist, I said, you know, I want to be intentional about doing some stuff. I really want to try to figure out what is self-love, figure out how can Eureka learn to love Eureka. Um, so while over there, you know, I every single day, you know, I would wake up, do my meditation, um, and then I would um, read whatever devotions I was going to read. Um, I was reading this book by Neil Anderson's called The Bondage Breaker. Really good book. Um, if you want to really know how to break a lot of the, the mentality that you have in your mind, um, understanding why you're not being able to get out of certain situations that you're in. Um, that book is, is really good. Um, I'm almost done with it. I think I probably got like, uh, maybe like two more chapters left and I'll, and I'll be done with it. It's a pretty thick book, um, but it was a great read. Um, so doing that and of course, making sure that I set time apart to pray, um, making sure that I go to the gym daily and, and work out. And I can honestly say that that was one of the best trips that I've ever been on in my life just worrying about me like it was nobody else that I had to worry about and I was able to just sit there and just unwind and just detox and man I I, you know I tell people now like everyone really needs to start taking some solo trips because it will really it will blow your mind you know you will get a chance to really learn yourself you know I truly believe at that point you know God or whatever religion that you believe in can really talk to you and just give you some clarity where you might be lost at. And I can definitely say that I received a lot of clarity. And one of the definitely, you know, clarities that I received is about love and understanding that that was just something that I never knew how to do is to be able to love myself properly. Um, for me, you know, I always thought that I knew how to love others properly. Um, Cause for me, you know, I've thought, okay, if I'm being honest with someone, if someone needs me and I'm there for them whenever they need me, you know, um, I'm giving them, you know, generosity, I have a lot of generosity and I'm, you know, doing all this other stuff that that's love. And, you know, I had to realize that, you know, love is more than, you know, giving up your finances and giving up your time, you know, um, is also being able to love yourself enough to know when someone is using you and when someone is not being able to give that love back to you. Um, And so I realized that I I didn't know how to do that because the more and more that I'm, you know, giving the love that I think is love, you know, people just got their hands out, just taking, 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 and nothing was coming back to me. Um, And so I had a chance to just really to just, uh, just sit there and just think on that and just really try to figure out, okay, what can I do? to make sure that 
you know, Eureka learned how to love on herself. Um, you know, I shared with, with some that I went through my very first heartbreak. Um, I want to say uh, February, February. Um, I went through my very first heartbreak with someone that I was really, was really in love with, you know, um, I've known this person pretty much my whole entire life, met them back in 1995 when we were in the second grade. Um, and, you know, this was someone that was there for me in some of the worst times of my life. You know, I grew up where people always picked on me. Um, they used to call me stink girl when I was in the second grade because, you know, unfortunately I used to have to wear my clothes um, back to back before I can change out on the third day. Um, and people just really made fun, you know, of my hair, the way I talk, the way I walk, um, because one of my, I think it's my left leg is um, shorter than my right leg. So it was just, it wasn't, you know, good times. And I was dealing with, you know, having, not knowing who my father was, um, my mom, you know, was on drugs. And when she would, you know, come into the neighborhood, if we wasn't home, she would go and talk to some of the kids and she'd be crying and, and everything. And the kids would go back and tell everybody at school. So it was just, it was hard for me, you know, during those times. And, you know, this particular person, you know, just always just looked at me and just would smile at me, would speak to me and just really treated me like I was a person. Um, they was the first person that I can honestly say that I felt that truly saw me. Um, and I, cause I always felt invisible. Um, and so, you know, I really just really loved that person because of that, you know, they were such a, they had such a, a beautiful soul and that was so important to me at that point. Um, and so, you know, we got older, you know, I kind of let them know that, you know, I had a crush on them and they had already had knew that, um, I had a lot of love and respect for them you know, because of how they treated me and that I never forgot that, you know, um, it's very important for everyone to realize that you will be surprised that you may be a stranger to someone and something that you did if it was nothing as small as just spoke to them, you know, um, just told them that, hey, you know, your your dress or, you know, your your hair look nice that how that can change some change someone's mentality, how that can lift someone's spirit that might be feeling down. And um, so, you know, I've always told that person that, you know, hey, I thank you for seeing me, for, for treating me like I was a person and not making me feel down about myself than what I already felt. Um, so, you know, of course, once we became older, you know, I, I thought we were going to, you know, date and so forth. And, you know, the person pretty much do, did a three, a 380. Um, and it was really, it was, it was mind blowing. And, and it really hurt my heart because I did not see that coming from the person. I was so, you know, open and ready to receive um, love, um, you know, re ready to learn, you know, how to love um, someone properly. Um, you know, I would always hear some of my um, friends and, you know, sorority sisters would say, oh, Eureka, you're too picky. You do this, you do that. You know, and so when I started seeing some signs with this person, you know, I tried to keep going back to what they were saying to me. Like, Eureka, you got to stop being picky. Nobody's perfect. You know, you you can't do that. You know, give people benefit of the doubt. Um, and so when I saw the red flags, 
you know, instead of loving myself enough to say you're something about this is not right. You, you can feel something about this is not right. You can see something about this is not right. You know, I kept trying to go back. You know, this person is not perfect. And, you know, I've known this person for how many years now? Here we is, you know, 32, 33, 34 years old is, is no way that, you know, they would be such a great, wonderful person for all these many years. And now when we are in our mid thirties to become a, a, a jackass and, um, you know, so, you know, I just kind of just look past everything that I was seeing. Um, and unfortunately, it, it did not end well. Um, the person was definitely was lying to me, using me, manipulating me and, and so forth. And it, it really broke my heart. I had never been through anything like that. You know, you know, most people, they go through their first heartbreak when they are like, you know, 14, 15, 16 years old, you know, and they probably done had a couple of them, you know, since then, um, you know, after that time frame, I guess I would say. Um, so for me here, I am, you know, in my 34 years old going through this and I'm like, oh my God, you know, what am I going to do? And it took me down to a, a really dark path, you know, because I felt like I was ready. You know, I didn't judge, you know, I looked beyond the imperfection um, to try to see the person who I thought that I had have seen for over 20 years. Um, and I did not want to believe what I was seeing. You know, we, we hear, you know, that, um, that saying that, um, Angela, um, uh, what's her name is? Oh God, what's the lady name? My Angelo say, uh, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Um, and I, I wasn't doing that person was showing me who they were, but I wasn't believing them because I was holding on to what I had seen for 20 plus years. So I'm like, there's no way that this person has become this way. Um, so it was hard to kind of go through that, trying to deal with that. And like I said, it took me to a really dark place where, you know, depression, which I've all, always been diagnosed with depression, um, took me to, you know, if I be honest, a little suicidal, a little homicidal, um, because I'm just like, I can't believe this. And I was so hurt. It's like, I really want to make this person feel what they did to me, you know? And, you know, that's a, a dark cloud to have over you and to have that in your heart, you know, especially when God always tells us that revenge shall be his. Um, and he wants us to be able to forgive because if we can't forgive others, how can he forgive us? You know, and once again, that's still not operating in love, because if you think in that way, you know, you being angry, you know, you are keeping record of wrongdoing and, you know, you, you can't do that. Um, so I really had to kind of, you know, work through that and kind of deal with that and get to the place of that, you know, maybe this is who this person is. Or maybe something has happened to this person that caused this person to get to that way. Um, but, you know, regardless of the situation, you know, I still know that I have to pray for that person, which I, I do every single day. You know, I wake up and just say, Lord, I forgive them. Lord, I pray that whatever that they are supposed to do, whatever you create them for, that you will um, show them that and that they will walk into that purpose um, so that they can be what you have created them to be. Um, because there's no way that you can be something for 20 years and then all of a sudden just change like that. Something definitely, you know, happened. Um, but, you know, back again, when we talking about love, I had to love myself enough to say it's time to move on from that. You cannot afford to be used one second more 
a minute more. It's just not worth it. You know, you have to know your worth. And, you know, my worth is not what was I receiving. Um, and, you know, it took me a while to to understand that, you know, because, you know, growing up, I didn't have the best of confidence of what I went through. And nobody really taught me about self-worth and not allowing anybody to treat you like dirt. You know, it, you know, I always was a situation where I was just fighting for someone else's approval, fighting to be seen, fighting to be recognized. Um, and so that's just something that was just, you know, in my DNA that regardless of stuff that is not going on around, going right around me, you know, I still got to fight for my position instead of knowing that, no, you have done everything that you're supposed to, and it is okay for you to be able to walk away um, from this because you have did everything that you were supposed to do. Um, just really briefly, forgive me if I'm all over the place. Like I said, this is just my therapeutic uh, moment. Um, I would definitely would challenge family and friends that stop telling your family and your friends that they're being too picky. Um, stop telling them or encouraging them to lower their standards. Um, because even though, yes, you is true, everybody is not perfect or is not. Um, but don't tell them to lower their standard. What you need to try to encourage them to do is to pray um, that God will put the right person in their lives that will be able to be everything that they need. Um, because if God put the right person in their life, you know, it, you know, you, you're not going to miss that. That's going to be somebody that's going to be in line and in tune with you and is going to be equally yoked with you. And so it's no need to be picky. Um, but when you tell people that and you try to, you know, put them down and tell them, this is why you're single, because you do this and you do that, you know, you cause people to, to, to take their guard down a little bit. And when they do that and they start to lower their standards and they start accepting things that they normally wouldn't accept in the past, they end up hurt worse. You know, and most of the time when those people are going through that, you know, we are nowhere to be found to help put those people back together, to help lift them up when they're going through. Or either, you know, the person have done something so stupid or so bad or got used or played so bad you know, that person who is experiencing that heartbreak and heartache, they are ashamed to even come back to those people and say, man, you know, I did what you told me to do. And then X, Y and Z happened to me, you know, because the first thing that they're going to think is that you're going to judge them when in reality you was a part of the problem. And I, you know, I truly believe that when this happens, that it's not a lot of you all's intentions to do that. I believe truly in your heart, you really want your family member or your friend to, to have a great life, to be married, to have kids, whatever that they desire. You want that for them. I believe some of you all hearts are in the right place. You just don't know the right things to say, you know, and how to be able to encourage people instead of making them feel like there's something wrong with them just because they have not met their right mate, you know? Um, so that would be, you know, my encouragement if, if I could just deposit something um, right there. Um, so just getting back to me, you know, going through that dark space, you know, I really had to figure out what I needed to do to kind of work myself out of it. You know, so I went back to counseling, uh, you know, started back to, you know, taking my, my medication um, and just getting to a place of doing stuff for me. 
Um, because like I've said, you know, a couple of times, I'm so used to doing for others and not worrying about me and not learning how to love myself because I'm too busy trying to seek approval um, from others and acceptance from others. Um, and so I would say that this past month, you know, I think that this has been some of the best times that I've ever had in my life um, because I truly feel that I am learning how to love myself, how to set boundaries, you know, how to just get up and say, you know what, Eureka, you're going to go buy this. Not having a reason for it, just I'm going to buy it. Or you know what, you're going to go in, you're going to go get your feet done. You don't need no reason. No, you don't have to be because you're going to an event and you're going to have some shoes, you know, with your toes out. You just want to go and just do it for yourself. You want this massage that you want to feel good about you. You know, you want to go buy some some new hair, you know, just to look in the mirror and say, dang, you you looking good today. Um, and that's something that I had to really work towards because before it was like I had to have a reason to do something for myself. My therapist asked me two things. And it, it, it the crazy part about it, you know, as a therapist, I have asked this to people numerous of times, well, one of these questions numerous of times. And so I never you know, took the time out to ask myself one of these questions. So the first question that my therapist asked me was, what is, what is, why is it worth you living? And I could not answer that for nothing in the world. Like it, it stunned me for 20 minutes to like, okay, why is it important for me to live? Why do I want to live? I don't know, you know, because as you get older, you know, you realize that money is not everything, you know, fame is not everything, you know, that should not be your reason for living. You need more reasons than that. And I couldn't answer that at all. I, I just could not. And I, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, all this time I've been asking these people this or either helping other people come up with reasons for them or why they should want to stay alive. And I couldn't answer it myself. Um, the second question that my therapist asked me that stunned me was, why is it so easy for you to do for others and not able to do for yourself? You need a reason for you to do anything. Go get your hair done, go get your nails done, your feet done, to go um, buy you know, something you just want. You, know, you need a reason for that. But let someone tell you right now, you know, hey, Rick, I need some help with a, with a bill. Or, you know, um, I don't have no food in my house immediately within two minutes, say less. Well, what you need? What's your cash? What you sell? I got you. I'm going to send something for you. Or either I'll, um, you know, I'll order something from Whole Food or, or Amazon fresh so you can have it. You know, you need this bill. Hey, I, I got you. And never ask for it back, you know, because just wanting to do that. But why I have to have a big, big production to be able to do something for myself. And I couldn't answer that, you know. So what I have been doing since coming back from that trip is being intentional about just doing stuff, just doing it, just because I want to do it. I'm going to do it. Don't mean that I'm going to be careless um, because we all know cost of living is going up. <laughs> Everything is going up, but the wages. Um, so I definitely don't plan to be, you know, irresponsible. I'm going to make sure that my bills is paid. You know, I'm continuing to buy my stocks and, you know, have my life insurance policy and everything that I need in place. But just never not forgetting to make sure that I am first and I need to do something for myself. 
you know, and I have to be able to love myself properly so that I can be able to give love properly and I can receive love properly. Because a lot of times we're so used to, to toxic stuff when something that is not toxic come back to us, it's born. We don't know how to accept it because we're not used to it. And I didn't, I don't want to be that person. Um, and so I really been working on that. Like, seriously, I found myself pretty much every weekend doing something for myself, you know, even though some weekends I do work, I, I find something to go do, you know, I'm going to learn how to read or I'm going to go back and do cross um, fit, you know, or either I'm going to go see D Ray Davis, which I did. Um, I just recently bought tickets to go see Kevin Hart when he comes to DC um, next month, you know, or, you know, making a plan that every three months I'm going to take myself on a solo vacation just to give myself time to be able to unwind, detox and, and give something back to me. Um, you know, we've heard the saying that you can't pour from an empty glass. And, you know, I know that and I tell this to my therapist all the time that at this point, my glass is empty. Um, with my second job as a therapist, I sometimes say, well, I often say that I don't want to do it anymore um, because when I'm out there and I'm dealing with, you know, my patients and stuff, it's like I'm going through the emotions. I know the right things to say because I've been working in, you know, the social service field for so long. You know, I can say the right thing, you know, and and engage. But deeply, I don't I don't even believe it myself because I have nothing left in my cup. And I don't want to be that person to just go through the emotions, you know, for myself or for to others. Um, and so I've really been learning to now it's time, Eureka, it's time, it's time for you to live your life. It's time for you to love on you. You cannot continue to just work yourself and work and work and work and work and work. And life is passing you by and you're pouring from an empty cup. You got nothing else in you, but you giving, I don't know where you're finding it from, but you're giving it out and what, what you have for yourself. And so I've been attention, intentionally attention about doing that. And y'all forgive me. I know I'm kind of stumbling over my words right now, but I'm hoping that, you know, some of you all are hearing what I'm saying and understanding that that's what you need to do. I'm sure there's a lot of you right now that you have nothing in your cup. You have given so much to your marriage, to your friends, to your jobs. And if you really just be honest with yourself and you sit back, you're like, all this that I have given, most of the time you have not received none of that love and that support and that energy back to you. And you are, you are unhappy. You're crying. You don't even know what's really going on with you. You just know that something is not right. And most likely it's because your cup is empty. And it's time for you to be selfish and figure out how can I love me? What can I do for me to make me a better person? You know, when it's time for me to retire or either God takes me home, that I know that I have lived a life full of joy and peace. I've done what I'm supposed to do. A lot of us, we don't we don't have that testimony. You know, because it's like we're impasse. We so busy taking on other people's problems. And by me saying this, I'm not saying that we don't need to do what God tells us to do. He wants us to be out there witnessing to people, helping people if we can. He wants us to do that, you know. But 
I'm sure he want us to be able to take care of ourselves because he tells us, you know, our body is our temple. You know, we, we have to be able to, to treat it right so it could treat us right. Um, and if we've given out something, given out something that we don't have, then how are we going to continue to keep pushing and keep doing what we need to do to to be productive citizens in this world and to do the will of God? And so, you know, that's my that's my challenge for a lot of you all. You know, take some vacations, do something for yourself once a week that's just for you. Just for you, not your kids. This is not included. Your dog is not included. Your friend, if you married, you got a girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. It's just about you. Take that time out. Figure out what you need to do to be able to help yourself not to be happy. Because happiness, you know, I truly believe that that comes and go. But to make sure that you have joy and that you have peace. And we all know the saying. The joy and peace that we have, the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. And that's where we want to be at. So, you know, I'm hoping that a lot of you all can take something from this and really to do because and really do it. You know, we are living in some crazy times in this world, man. And we want to make sure that we are healthy mentally, emotionally and spiritually to be able to do what we need to do because we need great people out in this world to be able to be servants, you know? Um, but if we all beat down and we worn out and we are burnt out, then what can we do? You know? Um, and a lot of us, we are burnt out. I know in my career, I am burnt out. I am praying daily that this job that I've been waiting on come through so I can do something different um, in my life. Um, but, you know, if, if God does not allow it to happen, you know, I still want to be able to maintain what I'm doing, but be able to do it at a at a higher rate than what I did when I first started out. You know, when I first started in this game, I had an S on my chest. I thought I could save any and everybody and I was on fire, you know, but after a while, giving so much, not receiving it back, I became burnt out, you know. Um, and so that's what I want to see for so many of us that. We don't allow ourselves to get burnt out and we learn our worth. We learn how to love ourselves, which would then cause us to be able to love others the proper way. And also learning how to manifest stuff. You know, I mean, we I think some of us as Christians, you know, we we watch people that who we know ain't got a Christian bone in their body you know, be successful. And we like, well, how they getting this? And God ain't bless us this way. Truth be told, it's just simply because these people know how to manifest stuff. You know, they don't even understand that they they actually operating in faith. They don't even know that, you know, because in they mind, I don't mind, you know, I'm not saved. I don't believe in God, but they operating in faith, you know, by putting that stuff out in the air and saying, I believe that this is going to happen. And they're not letting nothing or anything stop them from being able to believe in what they're putting out in the in the atmosphere and it's coming back to them and we have to get we have to get hold to that and learn how to do that you know you know say hey i i'm looking for my my kingdom husband my kingdom wife and believe that it's going to happen even if it doesn't show up for another 10 or 15 years you know do not you know waver in your faith and continue to keep 
putting that out there. If you want to start a business, start that business. Speak life into that business each and every single day. You know, do it. Love on that business, even if it has not taken off like you suppose, like it's supposed to, and like you want it to. Still, love on it. You know, nurture it. Plant those seeds. Water that seed. You know. But the only way that we can be able to do that, it all starts with us. But how much we are living on ourselves, how much we are planting seeds in ourselves, how much we are watering the seeds that we have planted in ourselves. That's what I that's what we we have to work on, you know, and I'm I'm hoping that we can we can learn that, you know, so we can do what we need to do. You know, I just finished watching. um Holy Convocation with this church that I follow called Full Gospel Holy Temple. And um, their theme this year was we got work to do. And um, I believe that we got work to do in this world, man. We got work to do. We're watching our kids go through so much. You know, where, you know, when we were growing up, we didn't see so many kids that was committing suicide or saying that they was depressed and having anxiety and all of this stuff. We didn't see that. But these kids now, man, they something different. You know, and, and with my, my job that I do, most of my clients are kids. I mean, I'm talking about I'm dealing with kids six years old, talking about they, they don't want to be here. They want to die. You know, and we, we have to be able to, again, with our kids, teaching them how to love, how to receive love, how to give love, you know. Um, how to be able to set those boundaries, you know, um, so that they can love themselves to know that they don't have to feel hopeless about their lives. And just because something is not going the way that they want it to go, that if they manifest something, even with them being so young, they can manifest the life that they would like to have and they can have it. It'll come true. So, you know, we, we got work to do man. looking at, the population that we're serving, we're seeing, you know, so many people that are, are dying from so much stuff, you know, um, the COVID issues, the, you know, just regular gang violence and stuff. We got work to do to be able to turn this around. And it all starts with love, loving mankind, you know, not being willing to, to be easily angered. You know, it's like every time you on social media, somebody's mad at somebody off something, you know, like this past week, the past two weeks, I would say everybody been mad at Kim Burrell. I'm like, why are we wasting all of our energy and time in that? Before that, everybody was mad at Will Smith. It's just it's just some we got to be mad about something. And it's like, why? Why? Let's operate in love, you know? We can't say we want them to do things in love. But then we're when we get angry with them, we're doing stuff that is hateful and spiteful towards them. You know, with Kim Burrell, I've seen her say some stuff that she probably, I would say, shouldn't have said it or should have said it in another way. But what people have said against this woman, in my opinion, it was way worse than what she said. But we think we are justified to be ugly and to na- and be nasty and not to show love and compassion. We got to get it together. We got to get it together. We have to learn the key to everything in this world is love, forgiveness. That's the, that's the, that's the, that's the key. 
That is the key. If we can get that together, man, we, we'll, we'll kick behind on this world. We'll change this world around. But we have to learn how to do it. You know, don't it's a million reasons for you to, to hate on somebody other than what, how they talk, you know, what their race is, their skin color. You know, it's, it's, it's a million reasons. You know, but it's also it's a million reasons on why you could love someone. Because if we be honest, a lot of us, we we're not too much different from each other. We're the same. You know, it's it's like we take the time out to really to talk to some of the people that we hate. We got a lot in common, but we would never know simply because we refuse to operate in love and forgiveness and and put petty stuff to the side and really to get to know people. You know, so I'm hoping that that is something that we can we can do, you know, um, love, man, love. Your life is short. You know, even those people that, who have hurt you, you know, God tells us that we have to forgive them. We can't do evil for evil. You know, we if they slap us in one cheek. We got to turn the other cheek and give that to them as well, you know, and still treat them nice. If they hungry, feed them. If they need some water, give them something to drink. We have to do that because he also tells us is that that's like pouring hot coal over their head. They know that they're doing something that is filthy. They know they're not operating in love. They know that they're trying to finesse. They're using, they're being nasty. They're acting like snakes. But you're still showing them love and they're not worthy of it. Most of that confuses them. That confuses the devil. And that's how that's what we have to get back to. Let's start confusing these people, man. Yeah, I see what you're doing. Yeah, I see you hating on me. Yeah, I see you trying to bring me down, but I'm not about to lower myself to go back to, to stoop to your level to get you back for what you have done. I'm, I'm still going to pray for you regardless of it. You know, because I know, understand that most likely that's not really you that we're that I'm saying, you know, because I, I often say that I, I don't believe that God God makes junk. A lot of the stuff that we see people do, God ain't made us to be that way. You know, we allow this world to shape us to be that way, but that's not what God made us to be. So we're going to pray. We, we got to pray for these people that they get back to what God created them to be and still love on them, even when they don't deserve it. You know, because I'm going to say this and I'm, I'm going to wrap it up. It's like, what if God treated us or loved us the way that we deserve where will we be at let me think about it a lot of us we ain't we ain't we not perfect man we do so much stuff we don't pray like we supposed to we don't pay our tithes we don't treat people like we supposed to it's a lot of reasons why god don't have to forgive us he don't have to love us he don't have to show mercy upon us but regardless he's reigns on the just and the ingest and we have to take that mentality, learning how to love these people, still setting your boundaries, still not letting them hurt you and use you and push you to the side when they're no longer hungry. But operating in that love, man, you know, and praying that one of these days that God will heal them and get them to that level that they need to be at, you know, and, and when that day come, you know, being open to to reconciling with that with that person, you know, don't mean that, you know, y'all got to go have dinner with each other every single day, but getting to a place where 
you know, when you see them, you are honestly, you're happy to see them. You know, you wishing them nothing but the best. And, you know, that's that's just what we have to be. You know, um, I thank you all so much for being able to to just hear me, to understand, you know, what I'm what I'm saying and just allowing me to just just vent for a moment and talk about my trials and my tribulation that. And I went through because it was ugly to get through that. I gained weight. It was, it was dark for me, really dark because I was so hurt. I just wanted to just give up. I, I didn't want to go through that again. I'm like, I can't. I've gone through so much throughout my life. I don't want to continue to keep going through this and being hurt. You know, but I had to pull myself up by my straps of my boots. And, you know, I have. I've been doing well in life, you know, and I'm hoping to be able to get back and doing this, this show a little bit more often and just, you know, being able to, to just encourage my listeners out here to a, to a higher level. You know, um, I pray that everyone is well. Um, I pray that we are, we're going to get to a place of loving ourselves, loving our brothers and our sisters and and loving on God first and foremost, because, you know, with him, we ain't got to be perfect. It don't matter, you know, what, what we got going on, you know, how we talk, how we walk, how much money we got into our account, what we can do and what we not do for cannot do for him. He love us regardless. He would never use us. He would never push us away when he doesn't need us no more. When he feel like he had found someone who can do something better than what we was able to do. He doesn't care about none of that. He just honestly just want to be able to love us. So as I wrap up, um, I leave you all with a quote from Anna Taylor. Love yourself enough to set boundaries. Your time and energy are precious. You get to choose how you use it. You teach, you teach people how to treat you by deciding what you will and won't accept. Y'all be blessed and have a great rest of your day. Thank you for joining me on another episode of She's So Out of Order podcast. Shift don't start for another 30.